I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Mike Wall, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman. He played 11 seasons in the NFL. You should know it by now. Packers, Panthers, Seahawks. He's joining us regularly every Monday. We're lucky to have him. He's now a skill development specialist, founder, too, of ProcessToPerform.com, host as well of the On My Block podcast with former Packers great Amon Green. You can find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. That's W-H-A-H-L-E. Easy for me to say, Mike. (laughs) Said I wasn't going to screw that up no more. Um, let me ask you this. I got plenty to ask you about, too, because Chiefs go down, Bills go down. But before we do that, my partner is a big Raiders fan. They're the only 0-3 team in the league at this point. What do you make of the the Raiders, who obviously fall, lose to the Titans yesterday with John in, uh, in, the, in the building for it? What do you make of that, Raiders? Is that a good team that just hadn't figured it out yet, or is that the biggest disappointment in the NFL and they got more disappointment ahead? Yes and yes. I, I, they have they have all the competition they need. They have all the pieces they need to be competitive, even in the AFC West. When you look at the team right now, and, and Carr's been one of those players where I think last year he got a lot of credit for saying a lot of the right things in a tough situation, and he's certainly got the talent. If you're live watching him throw, he he reminds you of Andrew Luck the way he's like his throwing motion, how live his arm is. He's a big, powerful guy. He's accurate at times. Um, it looks like right now, and I'm not just talking about Carr, and I'll be talking about Hunter Renfro, Waller. They're just not on the same page, and they're probably not on the same page as their head coach, Josh McDaniel, as far as turning verbiage that they're used to into whatever he's saying to them now. So they might be running the same plays or very, very similar concepts, but whatever's coming through on that headset just doesn't quite sit right with what they've been doing in the past. And you can just see like the speed. It's always the speed of play but it's the speed of thought that gets in, gets you in trouble in the NFL. You know, I was there and uh it was certainly uh it was a it was a miserable day. Uh you know, Rex Re- Vera. I mean, you know how it is, right? When you go to see your yeah, team, yeah. I, 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 we don't live in an NFL market, so this is, you know, I don't get to see the Raiders very much. And it was I, I found it maddening that Derek Carr was he was happier to throw to Mac Hollins and Keelan Cole in the in the matters that in the moments that mattered rather than Devontae Adams. At some point, if you're a quarterback, don't you just have to say, I'm going to go hell or high water, I'm going to 17 on this play? You know, we let me tell you this. Just from experience, last year they were doing the exact same thing in the playoffs up in Green Bay, and everybody was furious about that. So right now, if you look at 
their roster, just between Devontae Adams and Darren Waller yesterday, like they have enough people. You can't double cover everybody. And so one of those two guys would be open. I know at the end of the game you started looking at Waller in a couple of plays that didn't make sense as well. But when a guy like Devontae Adams with the roster that they have, Josh Jacobs in the backfield, Derek slinging the ball around, have a tight end that can stretch the defense, for him to go five for 36 is surprising, to say the least, right? With the, with the kind of talent that he has, the acquisition that he is as far as picking him up in the offseason, everything you have planned for him, and the fact that they go way back, like five receptions, it really doesn't make any and – and the other thing is with Devontae Adams, he's all over YouTube and because he gets open. Like he can beat anybody press coverage. He, he's got a very particular way he, does, he goes about his business, but – he is too talented to only get five for 36 in a game, and, and, and I think Carr is way too talented to allow him to only get five for 36 mm-hmm. in a game. Uh, Mike, the Bills have looked so much better than everyone else. And if you, I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at the yardage, you know, Josh Allen still put up numbers, everything else, but they do fall there to Miami. Did we, you know, this isn't to slight Miami because they're obviously a heck of a story now at 3-0, and but did we learn anything in terms of how to slow the Bills down, or was that just a, a one-off? They get down there to Miami. That place is hot down there. You saw guys cramping up. They were also without six starters. Sort of, how do you, uh, how do you round that one up? I think what you just said makes a lot of sense to me. I've, I've worked down in Miami. It's incredibly hot when you play there in September, and if you're coming from an out-of-market, it, is, uh, it, it has a real effect on you. I think it's probably worth six or seven points. I think they must have punt and got the ball back on the get Miami ball on the 12-yard line going in early in the game. They're missing six guys, like you said. They have 400 yards passing. Um, they hold the ball for 40 minutes. They run 90 plays. Yep. They're all over the field. But sometimes you just got to be able to finish. And, and I think... I think Josh Allen had three fumbles or four fumbles yesterday. I think maybe the team had four fumbles. They gave away one of them, but those stopped drives. Um, he obviously skipped the ball uh, from fourth and two or fourth and goal on the two-yard line late. They had the uh, the field goal that they missed, and then they couldn't figure it out at the end. Ken Dorsey lost his mind, which was awesome to watch, by the way. And, but, you know, this, I, you know, for me, this is just one of those games you lose every once in a while to a division opponent. I'm just honestly so impressed with the Miami Dolphins yeah. and what – what Mike McDaniel has brought to that team. You know, when they, when they had Coach Flores, you could tell that they were building something special, but they were particularly doing on the defensive side. They've been a good defense for a couple of years. They just haven't had the offense to back it up. And now everyone's kind of getting to see when you have an offensive mastermind who's a culture builder and a great communicator, what is capable of, like, when you put a lot of talented kids in the same room, what they're actually capable of. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, and, and now we know that the NFLPA is is uh, going to conduct their concussion investigation. Uh, was there was there any doubt to you watching? It was it was kind of hard to watch, right? The way that he kind of got up and then stumbled, and you know, body buckled. Did came, yeah. he did come back in the game? Um, is it, what's coming? You think for the Miami Dolphins here? I have to believe that they went through whatever protocols are required by the NFL. Um, I, you know, I just I don't know how they get around that, especially with a player. If you're playing the quarterback position, you stumble on the field, and he says it's his lower back or whatnot. Like I, I you have to go and, and say that you believe with you know, everything that they've gone through the right uh, per, uh, per procedures, because otherwise, guys, this is this has been the core argument I think by the NFLPA safety. I mean, public you know public scrutiny. This has been the argument for the last decade. Yep. And for them, yeah, for them to, I think, skirt. First of all, I just think it's totally irresponsible for us as, as general public to think that the Miami Dolphins are going to like put their put their starting quarterback out there when he's not ready to, to win one game. I just the third game in the season. Like, I, I really don't believe that. I don't think. I just maybe I'm naive, but I think better of people. 
And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think it's possible that Tua Tagovailoa has a legitimate concussion situation and, he, and they don't put him through the proper protocols. I just don't think that's realistic. I, I think they, the Miami Dolphins, when you research this, they're gonna, you're going to find out that they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Um, if they need to change the protocol and they need to mm-hmm. act as a blanket, he needs to go out of the game, and then we need to recheck him like two days later because there's, you know, there's swelling and everything that happens when you get a concussion that maybe they're, they're not seeing what they need to see or maybe doing a visual test isn't good enough. But just from what is required by the National Football League, I have no doubt that the Miami Dolphins did exactly what was required by the National Football League to get that guy back in the game. So for, for our audience, and even I think for, for Jason and I that are not familiar, like uh, uh, and maybe the protocol changed throughout your time mm-hmm. in the NFL, mm-hmm. was it a situation where they would pull you to the side or anybody to the side and they would ask like a series of questions? Like what is a, what is a concussion protocol look like in practice? Well, back, it has changed a lot, I'll say that. Uh, it used to be a couple smelling salts and uh, you shake your head a couple times. And if they, if basically you just hold on to your helmet a lot harder, and then if the doctor tried to take it, you pull it back and get yourself back out there. So things have changed a lot. They, um, nowadays, if, if you show signs, and they can, remember, they can do this up in the booth now. They have, they have people that are actually watching the game that can say, no, listen, this person needs to come out. And they'll put you through a kind of what you just call a field test right now. Whether it's a series of questions followed, you know, they obviously look at your eyes, how you're answering, what you're responding, the time you're responding in, how you're moving, how you're, you know, how your, um, you know, body mechanics and movement are. And from there, they're going to make a determination of whether or not you're ready, you're, you're ready, you need further evaluation or you feel fine, you're ready to go back in. Um, you know, having gone through a couple of concussions myself, you, as a player, you know something's wrong. You don't know exactly what it is at the time, but you know something's wrong. And so I would imagine if you feel that way, it's probably hard to mask it for a medical doctor, right? So, um, I, again, I don't think it's an exact science. They can't do a brain scan right on the field. They have to do a field test. But I would imagine at this stage they have a pretty good idea whether or not these guys are, uh, are good to go back in the game. Mike, what do you make of the Eagles and just the way they are absolutely rolling, folks? You know, I've heard a couple of different things from the experts, both from that they got the best offensive line to you saw that defensive line yesterday getting after Carson Wentz. How, how complete a team are they? And is that an Eagles team that you think by the end of the season we're talking about one that's in an NFC championship game? Yeah, absolutely. That, it certainly looks that way right now, and it's all because of their quarterback. He's, he's playing at such a high level. I just love the energy he brings to the game. I love his leadership, uh, the way he talks about – not only himself and A.J. Brown uh, as well, it, it coming in and being thermostats, not thermometers, and really setting the tone and the temperature for that, that team. I, I just love everything he brings to it. Offensively, listen, their offensive line, you know, Jordan Mylotta, that's one of those kids where, like, that's, the, that's just the ultimate story uh, of a kid getting kind of found out of nowhere and shows up now, 6'9", 350 pounds, can, can, can move mountains. Um, Kelsey's been just one of the best centers in the league for years. Yep. Uh, Lane Johnson, obviously. I mean, they're just... They're just a really, really well-coached line. They've committed to something. And once you commit to the run like they did last season, you just get really, really good at doing certain things. And once you have that, that confidence and that identity, you can start building kind of backwards out of that. And I think that's what you're seeing right now is they have such a, they have such a presence. They have such a confidence. And they, they have such a demeanor when they come into a game. as we can run it down your throat. We'll run it 50 times. We don't care that now you're seeing the benefits of that this season with an improved Jalen Hurts and the, his ability to throw the ball, improved weapons on the outside, obviously. But when it when the defense comes in, it's like, what do we have to do first? Man, we got to stop the run. Otherwise, they're just going to ram it down our throat. So I love what they're doing defensively. 
you know, Carson Wentz is, is a is a guy that, you know, he's kind of struggling right now, I think, just in general. But nine sacks is nine sacks. Uh, that's an amazing effort. Uh, I, I'm glad I was never part of one of those games. Yeah, we're talking to Mike Wall, former offensive lineman, Pro Bowl offensive lineman in the NFL, founder of Process to Perform. Check it out, process2perform.com. Monday Night Football tonight, New York Giants, 3-0. and mm. That have a ring to it? I think so. I I, I love Saquon Barkley. I, I, I love the group. You know, I love Dayball. I think I just think if you're going, you know, coach for coach, I, I, I think Dayball right now has got those guys believing. Mm-hmm. He certainly just – I just don't think there's a lot of teams in the National Football League that have culture by design that have, like – I think there's very few people in the league leading organizations that have a combination of leadership, intelligence, and communication ability. And I think Dayball's one of those guys that you're going to see, you know, him and Mike McDaniel – our two guys are going to be rising up the ranks of that list very, very soon. And when you have that in your, in your organization, when you've had a lot of high draft picks you know, over the last couple of years, you haven't been very good. And they got Joe Shane running general manager right now. I've known him for a decade. He's an unbelievable football mind. I just think they're going to head in the right direction. I don't know if it's going to all pan out this year, but I think tonight you're going to see a team that's certainly on the up and up. You know, it felt like – Aaron and Green Bay had every chance to blow that game open, and Jones fumbles that ball beforehand. Look, looked like you were about to blow the game open there. But but you did see still, even in an ugly game, that, look, Tampa Bay could have tied there at the end, set to overtime. You still saw yeah. that gleam in Aaron's eye, it felt like afterwards, that it's starting to come together. And we'd ask, you know, we thought, are the Bears going to be just the antidote, this, the antidote this team needs to sort of get them going? I, I don't know. It looked like I was starting to see it at the end of the game. Where, where are the Packers, you think, after this win over the Bucks? And i, I got to be honest with you. I know Tom is without some weapons, but I thought that defense played pretty well yesterday as well. I thought the defense was excellent. In fact, if, if I think the defense was the story of the game, actually on yeah. both sides of the football. Um, Aaron Rodgers, look, he was he was one and three the last four times down there. So getting a win over there, I think is a big deal. Getting a win against Tom is a big deal. Certainly, we know that that Tampa is one of those teams as a, as a Green Bay Packer that we're likely to see again come playoff time. The expectation for both these teams is Super Bowl or bust. Uh, Really, when you look at both these teams and kind of depleted at the wide receiver position, what both of them did, particularly in the second half, uh, of being able to make some adjustments and completely dominate, their defensive lines were completely dominant yesterday. Yeah. And I just, I literally just watched this all 22 uh, as I was getting on the phone with you guys. And on both sides of the ball, the, the box seven uh, defenders for both teams were absolutely dominant yesterday. If you're, if you're a fan of defense, man, it was fun to watch. Both teams have some work to do on offense, but this is the NFL early in the season. Offenses aren't going to be where they need to be. Mm-hmm. If you have a great quarterback and you can kind of make a couple things, you know, make lemonade out of lemons for a couple plays here and there. Got a guy like Aaron Jones. Like you can just see the pieces coming together, certainly in Green Bay. Dobbs having a big, you know, he had that first big play on the second and two. They ran a heavy play action. He, he, went, he ran the dig route, got open. That was a big play from a confidence standpoint, I think, not only for him but for Aaron and the rest of the receiving core. Um, they, like, you know, they did fizzle out in the second half as, as far as the defensive pressure put on by, by Tampa Bay. But I have to say, having back Tiari back, Aaron Jones and Aaron A.G. Dillon running the ball the way they are, you know, there's some, there's some holes to fill, certainly, and we need to fill them. Um, I don't think we're, they're the best team in the NFC right now. But, you know, once you get to the dance, anything can happen when you've got a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. So we just need to keep building. You know, I'm a guy that really focuses on focuses on quarterback matchups, and we had one yesterday in L.A. with Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. And I know that Justin Herbert has the ribs, 
but he was thoroughly outshined by the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. And let's not act like, you know, Trevor has this great line and he has these great core receivers. He's got Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, and Christian Kirk, and he thoroughly outshined Justin Herbert. So all the rib injury and all that being taken into account, what does that performance and who does that performance say more about yesterday, Justin or Trevor? Trevor. Absolutely, Trevor. You, you, you think about it, the first pick in the draft. I don't know if there's been a guy, you know, has there been a guy that came with more fanfare than mm. uh, Andrew Luck, than, than Trevor Lawrence? And then, he, you know, he, unfortunately for him, he gets stuck with Urban Meyer first, first year of his uh, professional career and all the disaster that was the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. So getting Doug Peterson down there, I think, was huge for a guy like that. You know, I know Doug, he's a former teammate of mine, and he's a great leader and, and you know, obviously a very, very quarterback-friendly head coach. A guy that that, uh, that Trevor's obviously going to learn a lot from. That kid has an incredible amount of talent. Uh, Justin Herbert's one of my favorite guys in the league right now. He's playing through a very very painful, you know, rib cartilage. Listen, sometimes you just don't have the day you want to have. Yep. But yesterday was about you know if, if anybody had a coming out party yesterday, it was Trevor Lawrence, right? It's like hey, well, welcome. I, I'm going up against arguably the best young quarterback in the NFL in Justin Herbert. And oh by the way, I'm going to steal the show. So I was really happy for him. Hey, as a, as a former Pro Bowler, real quick, Mike, what do you think? I saw where the NFL's going away from it. They're going to do the week and put up little competitions, mm-hmm. but no game anymore. Uh, what, would you have been for that back in the day? What did you think? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. The, the game's kind of a joke. Um, you know, guys, honestly, it's one of those things where <laughs> the Pro Bowl has kind of become it, – it doesn't it, it doesn't have the same pop and circumstance anymore. It's not in Hawaii, so what, the, what that really – you know, they put it in, in uh, I think – Camping World Arena in Orlando or something the last couple of years. And so a lot of guys just don't show up. So I think there's like 80 Pro Bowlers every year instead of, you know, the 50 that probably should be deserving or 44 that should be deserving. Yeah. So for me, you know, I'd, I'd love, there's a couple of things you'd love to do with, with an award like that because it is an honor. You know, you'd like to put it in the hands of, of the, the coaches and the players, maybe first and foremost. You'd like to have some sort of, situation where maybe they go to Hawaii, maybe they go to some place different every year, but they do a lot of community outreach and just get really involved in that community. I think that's an awesome idea, but certainly not having the game now and just letting these guys relax, hang out, spend time with one another and kind of celebrate the moment is a big deal because gosh, there's just no reason to put your pads on unless you're going to go full speed. Um, that's, that's when people can get injured. But I don't think there's any benefit to it. And yeah. certainly not easy. It's not easy on the eye. Like nobody's like, nobody really likes watching that game. So I'm happy they did it. By the way, uh, Mike, as we have been on the phone here, uh, Justin Herbert just lost his left tackle for the season, Rayshon Slater. Yeah, so, wow, that's that, terrible, man. He, that, he's he was such, he's such a yeah he is such a incredible player. He was my top guy last year after watching him at Northwestern. He's an incredible athlete. Uh, he has he just walked in day one with technique, with everything he needed, leverage. That's a that's going to be. They're going to miss him because now they're going to have to they're going to have to operate a little bit differently to make sure his blind side's protected. There's not a lot of guys mm. in the league as good as Sean Slater. That's a blow, no doubt. Hey, Mike, man, we appreciate these Thank every you so week. Much, Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Yep. Two. He is Mike Wall, uh, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman, founder of Process to Perform. Yeah, that is a uh, you know AFC West. The only solace for me was that everybody lost yesterday in the AFC. Oh, excuse me, that's not the Broncos. Not Denver. That felt like a loss. They didn't lose. Uh, but the Chargers lost handily, and then uh, the Chiefs lost to the Indianapolis Colts. Again, I don't expect anything from this team, but at least they there were some some you know commiserators there, I guess you could say. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.